0: Welcome back to Esthetician on the Edge, the podcast. It has been so damn long. I think October, right? Yeah, life. As I always say, life, it got in the way. Uh, But it is good to be back. Please excuse me. I got a new microphone, so I'm still trying to kind of figure it out. It's fancy schmancy. Someone gifted it to me. How fun. And... If I sound like I have a mouthful of shit at any time, it's because I'm in the last couple of months of having Invisalign. So yeah, you guys are in for a treat until I get these bitches out. If you have downloaded the episode, you might have noticed that it's way shorter than normal, but I have a plan so that I can release more episodes more regularly. Instead of covering like five or six topics in one episode, I'm going to fully cover just one topic each episode. And the topics are going to range from skincare ingredients to trendy equipment, maybe even some of those uh, like trending phrases we're hearing on other podcasts and in magazines and on TV. Anything that you might need to know basically to feel confident and have a really nice comfort level while you are in your treatment room. Those are the things that I want to talk about. If you have any requests that you want covered please, please let me know. I enjoy it when you guys have very specific requests, but also please check back into the archives to see what we've covered fully. There are a few things I could definitely stand to go over again, but a lot of things that you guys request i have already covered it. You just gotta read back through the the archives and see where it's at. Oh, uh, and I also, you can now support the show via my podcast platform. I think you can do like a $3 donation a month. Uh, If that's something that you're interested in, I will try, try, try to remember to put a link on my Instagram page so that you can go do that. It will help this girl take care of some of the podcast costs. That way I can keep getting this show out for you. All right, so enough of that. Let's go ahead and unpack today's topic. We are going to talk about skin cycling. That is our topic for today. Have you guys heard of that? I'm, I mean, I'm sure you have, if you have clients who are under the age of 35, it has become this really super trendy thing on TikTok. Now the term skin cycling might be new to you, but it was created by Dr. Whitney, it's either Bo or Bao, I think it's Bo. She does state in all honesty that skin cycling isn't anything new and that derms have been doing this for years, but that specific term skin cycling, it helps patients understand the concept of of what they are being asked to do a little bit better so she's kind of coined that term so what does skin cycling actually look like basically you are working off of a four-day rotation now during the day you're going to do everything that you normally do literally nothing changes for your daytime routine but at night this is when you cycle so this is what it looks like all four days On night one, you'd wash your face with a non-active cleanser. So nothing that's exfoliating, nothing that has any kind of acids in it, just a nice regular cleanser. Then you are going to use an exfoliate, no matter what kind, just some kind of exfoliate. And then you're going to hydrate and then nighty night, night one is finished. Now let's move into night two. On night two, you're again going to wash your face with that same non-active cleanser. And instead of exfoliating, this night you're going to use a retin product. And then you're going to hydrate. And then it's nighty night to bed you go. On night three and night four, these are considered recovery days for your skin. Now these are days that you're going to use to kind of rebuild back your barrier or anything that you might have broken down during the two previous active nights of your cycle. So on those two nights, on nights three and four, you're going to apply ingredients that focus on hydration and moisture exclusively. That's it. Uh, then on day five, that cycle starts all over again. So you'll go back to night one where you're doing an exfoliate. Night two is going to be your retin. And then night three and night four are going to be your recovery days where you're going to focus again on hydration. And then the whole thing will start over again. Dr. Bo swears by cycling and says that you will see results in as little as two cycles or eight days. Now, I, I don't know about y'all. But I have been trying to get my clients to use this approach for a long time. You know, you always want your clients to walk before they run, but some of them want to immediately dive into like a seven day retin program, which is so ridiculous. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like my clients fall into one of two camps that like one of them is the only time that they wash their face in is in the shower and it's usually with shower gel or they want to use 15 steps and all but three of those steps are exfoliating. I, I don't know. I, mean, I attract crazy clients, I guess. Yeah, but anyway, I guess all you got to do is give common sense skincare a trendy name and a hashtag and everyone's going to jump on board and I'm okay with that. But in all seriousness, skin cycling, it works. It 100% works. And it is a really, really great way to introduce your client to more active ingredients. Like it's a way to put activity into their skincare routine without the problems that occur whenever you introduce new products. So if you do it in, in this manner, you're, you're going to be less likely uh, to have clients who are purging and peeling for weeks on end. Now, Personally, me, hello, when I was first diagnosed with rosacea, y'all, my skin was a hot fucking mess. Literally and figuratively, it was hot because it was super reactive to everything, like everything, and everything would make it flare and cause a problem. Like if I applied counterclockwise instead of clockwise, I would have a flare. Like legitimately everything messed me up. Probably wasn't helping it because if a product line said that it had redness relief or it got rid of redness or it helped with any sort of sensitivity, I put it into what I loosely call a routine at the time. And I didn't want to go to the dermatologist. Yeah, I I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't sick. So why do I have to go to the doctor? But I didn't want to go to the dermatologist. I just didn't want to be put on medications, honestly, when I thought that I was smart enough to fix it myself because, you know, I had access to skincare. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't have a clue. After I actually gave in, went to the dermatologist and got my diagnosis, the dermatologist, of course, told me I was doing way too much, told me I had rosacea, acne rosacea at that, and that I needed to basically throw my products away and keep it stupid simple until it's told otherwise. Stupid Simple at the time was just a cleanser, my topical medication. I was also on a low-dose antibiotic, basic moisturizer, and sunscreen, which I had not been wearing up until that time. Or no, I can't even say that I kind of wore it. I did not wear it at all. Within probably a month, my skin looked a lot better. And then at two months, definitely saw changes. But like, everyone obsessed with skincare. I could not live without switching things up, right? And after like, I don't know, it was probably two months of two or three months of decent skin that wasn't constantly irritated. I thought my skin looked kind of dull and that I needed to do some exfoliation, but I had learned my lesson. And I also decided that I wasn't going to do what I normally do and go balls to the walls with it, that I was going to ease myself into it. So, I made myself do one night of exfoliation and then I gradually introduced more products back into my skincare routine as well as upping the days of exfoliation or the days of using this anti aging product. And gradually I introduced more products back into my skincare routine that made my skincare loving heart happy and i also found a happy balance that did not leave me flaky or flared constantly and that is basically the purpose of skin cycling it Legitimately, it is. It's to allow the skin to recover, to acclimate, and to thrive in your routine. Now, this also gives you, the client, or even you, the esthetician, an opportunity to sit with your products for a while. You know what I mean? You are going to find out very quickly how well each of your products is actually working on your skin. Like, is that exfoliation really what I need? Or is that $185 moisturizer worth what I'm paying? Or is it actually the serum that is doing the heavy lifting and keeping you moisturized? I always, always advocate for slow introduction of products into my clients' routines. Even the ones that are skincare savvy. Told you guys numerous times that I abjectly refuse to let a client purchase more than two products at a time. This is why. Because I don't want them to have a bad reaction. I want them to sit with the products to see how their skin reacts and how effective that those products are going to be as part of their routine. If you have that client that, and I'm sure we all have at least one, that I call it my nothing works client because their skin is special and nothing works on it like it should. Skin cycling would definitely be a great route to go. You, as an esthetician, this will give you 100% control over that person's skincare routine if they allow you to have it. That, that is a caveat. Uh, and you can micromanage the shit out of it if you need to. This will also give you, the esthetician, an opportunity to get their skin to a really nice, calm, balanced state of being very, very quickly so that you can evaluate if they are actually going to be candidates for more advanced treatments that you offer. I think a lot of times we go in just super quick. We go straight to advanced treatments instead of actually getting their barrier healthy again. Uh, and that can create a lot of problems. Now let's look at skin cycling from a practical point of view. Let's put it in your room. So I know a lot of you use Glymed in your room and I have used it in the past. So let's look at that one as a potential skin cycling routine so what would you what would you suggest for a client if you are retailing Glymed so the first night, you would be using the gentle Cleanser, which I believe, if I remember correctly, is actually called gentle Cleanser. And then you could use, they have a micro scrub or the anti-aging exfoliation mask. You could use that. Um, or an enzyme, the, the cute little green enzyme that smells so good, you could use that. And you would follow that after you rinse it off with a little bit of moisturizer, which could be the, um, let's go with ep- epidermal sealant. That's an unfortunate name, isn't it? But that would be your first night. So gentle cleanser, micro scrub, epidermal sealant. Second night... You're going to gentle cleanse you're going to do a retin so let's say we would do retinol restart and then we're going to stick with our moisturizer that is epidermal sealant and then on your third and your fourth nights of your cycle gentle cleanser let's do a stem cell power serum and once again we will moisturize with epidermal sealant and then on day five Your four-day cycle starts again. So we're going to start over with exfoliation. In a single week, a week plus a day. No, 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 no. I'm wrong. It's actually a week. In a week, you have done your exfoliation twice. You've used your retin product twice. And this is what we typically recommend anyway to people that are getting into skincare or people who are switching lines or they have maybe a more reactive or sensitive skincare type. Or even for those clients who just have a hard time following a routine. This is so simple that anyone can do it. Now, during the day, you just want to make sure that your client is not murdering their skin to make up for what they're not doing at night. So you still want to guide them during the day. You know, cleanse, apply your vitamin C, or apply a nice hydrating serum, a niacinamide, something, and then a moisturizer and an SPF, and that is it. We don't need them exfoliating the holy fuck out of their face every single day during the day. Okay, so you do want to make sure that you have some control, some knowledge of what their daytime routine actually is. And, and that, my friends, that is skin cycling. So yeah, if a client brings it up to you now, you know, you you do have an understanding of it. I mean, honestly, you had an understanding of it before. You just probably didn't know that society has rebranded common sense skincare into the name skin cycling. <laughs> now you know. Okay, on to our Pam of the Week. Our Pam of the Week comes to us from a pissed-off anonymous waxer. And she says, I just had the most awful client. She came in for a brow wax and tint. And like all of us, I kind of checked her brows out at the front when I went to get her. She did not have a lot of hairs that I could see, but... Even if they have like baby hairs up there, I can usually give them a nice shape. Brows are kind of my favorite thing. I handed her a mirror and asked what she saw for her brows at this appointment. And she said, well, I want them full and dark. But then she tells me she wants a much higher arch She wants a tapered tail, and she wants the beginning of her brow to be a lot less messy looking, and she placed her finger underneath to show me that she wanted some of that taken off. Basically, she told me the exact opposite of what she told me as we were walking back. She indicated she wanted a thinner brow. So I confirm everything that she says by handing a mirror and pointing out everything that she talked about, and we agreed. So I started to clean the brow. Wait. I started to clean the brow mix the tint and apply so that it followed the shape that we had talked about even before I applied I noticed that I there wasn't a lot of hairs to work with so I was kind of glad that we were going with a thinner brow especially at the tails but my tint stains the skin really well so I knew she'd at least have the look that she wanted for a few days before it started to fade I tried to make small talk while the tint was sitting because my My tent takes about 8 to 10 minutes, but she asked me if I could just let her relax and not speak. Okay. I then removed the tent. I mapped her brows for the wax. I trimmed and I tweezed anything that was left over. And I honestly can't believe how nice they look since she didn't have a lot for me to work with. I handed her the mirror expecting, honestly, for her to gush over how much better that they look. And she hands it back to me almost immediately and says they are too dark and too thin. But she expected it because my own brows were too dark and too thin for my face. (laughs) Damn. Um, Hold on, hold on. I legitimately didn't know what to say and was trying to process when she stands up and walks out the door. The front desk said she paid without complaint, but holy shit, I let this three brow hair having bitch insult me right to my face and I am still trying to wrap my brain around the whole incident. Okay, that is all. I'm going to go drink myself into more confusion. <laughs> damn. She was brutal. I'm sure your brows are good, girl. I'm sure they are. Positive because she was a Pam. Okay, that is all the time that I have for today. See you guys next month, hopefully. Thank you all for listening. And as always, wishing you all a Pam-free week. See you next show.